Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beck Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, up-level your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Welcome to part two of the Instagram saga, a two-part series where I'm sharing my experience of losing my Instagram account the night before a launch and taking you behind the scenes of what happened, what I did, and how it shaped my approach to social media moving forward. Last week in part one, I shared what actually happened the night I lost my account, what I did to try and get my account back, and how, despite losing one of my major marketing platforms, I was able to pivot and still have a very successful five-figure launch. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, I highly recommend. It is definitely worth a listen after this. Today in part two, I'm taking you behind the scenes of what now, where to from here. Now that I've come through the other side of that launch, I still haven't got my account back. What's my plan when it comes to Instagram and my content strategy moving forward? That's what I'm sharing with you today. And there's a few parts to this that I want to take you through. Number one, the decision around whether I start fresh with a whole new Instagram account or transition my personal account over to become my new business one. This was something I really ummed and art about for a couple of reasons. And I want to take you into that decision where I landed and why. The second thing I want to share with you is what I'm doing to safeguard myself and my content from this happening in the future. I know this is a question that I've had from a few people, so I want to speak to a couple of the things that I'm doing in this space. And finally, the third thing I want to share with you is how I'm approaching content in 2024 as a result of losing my Instagram account last year, because it has definitely had an impact on my strategy moving forward. And I want to share with you what that looks like. Essentially, I want to give you a peek inside my 2024 content strategy. So let's get into it. Last week, I shared the full story with you of what happened that fateful night when I lost my account right through all of my attempts to get my account restored. And I left you at the point in the story where I felt I had exhausted all of my options, all of the avenues available to me. I'd gotten to a place about four weeks in where I went, okay, well, it looks like I may never get this account back. So what's my plan from here? And the first decision that I had to make was that decision around whether I start fresh on an entirely new account or continue to use my personal one as my business account moving forward. And one of the reasons that I ummed and art about this decision, as I said before, is because there is no clear strategic right or wrong move here. On the one hand, Some Instagram gurus will tell you that the best strategy is to start a new account. They will tell you that point blank. And the thinking here is that even though you're starting from scratch, it's easier for the algorithm to get to know who you are and therefore it will push your content out to the right people from the get-go and you'll grow faster. 
If you compare that to using a personal account or another account where you've been posting all sorts of unrelated content for however long, the algorithm already has a sense of who you are. If you were then to start posting about your business, it supposedly confuses the algorithm and therefore won't prioritize your content or push it out to the right people. Now, that's my understanding of the thought process here anyway. How valid it is, I'm not sure. What research backs this up, I'm not sure. But there are definitely people out there who will tell you that this is the best move in this situation. On the other hand, some argue that the most strategic move would be to use an account that's already established because you're not starting from scratch or building your audience from zero. Why wouldn't you make the most of what you've already got, especially if you have a personal brand? There is definitely an argument for using your personal account to build your personal brand. In the end, I made the decision to keep using my personal account and transition it over to be my business one moving forward. And I made this decision for a few reasons. Firstly, I already had over 2000 followers on that account. So it was a decent following to begin with. Secondly, my engagement had been quite good since I'd started using it after my other account was disabled. And thirdly, people had already started finding me there. If I was to go and start a new account, I would then have to direct them to another new place. So it felt like the most strategic decision to make for me at this point in time. In saying that, it still wasn't an easy decision to make. There was definitely still some hesitation for me there, which really boiled down to my own personal emotional attachment to that account. I started that account 10 years ago alongside my food and travel blog back before I had a business while I was still at uni. It was an account that had slowly evolved with me over the years And most recently, it had become a place for me to share photos of my life and my family and every now and then glimpses of business. Transitioning it over to a business account really felt like an ending of that chapter, a beautiful ending, but still an ending. And there was definitely some letting go in that for me. Because ultimately, the decision to transition my existing account was the smarter, more strategic one for me, particularly knowing in the season of life that I'm currently in, I don't necessarily have the time to invest in building a brand new account from scratch. My people were already finding me there. Business wasn't a foreign topic. It was something I'd shared about there as part of my life. And I also have a personal brand. So as I said before, a personal account in that instance makes sense. And I think the final thing that really tipped me over the edge in making this decision was some of the feedback I got when people started finding me on my personal account. I had people saying how much more connected they felt to me because they could see more of my personal life reflected in my content. Not that I needed another nudge to make that decision, but if I did, that was it. Because one of the things I talk about all the time is how important that personal connection is in business, particularly as a personal brand. So the stars were aligning and it just felt right to 
draw a line in the sand and allow 2024 to be the year that business and life come together in the one place on this new but old but new account. So that's how I landed on my new Instagram account. I updated my handle, my bio, I put out a reintroduction post and I was off and running. If we're not connected there yet, come and find me at Beck underscore Cazillo. I would love to connect with you. I'm now on the other side of that decision and it is feeling so aligned. I'm feeling so excited about creating content more than I felt in a very, very long time, which is really nice. And while obviously losing my Instagram account was not a fun experience and I would not recommend it, there have also been some real silver linings in this and how I'm feeling about social media content right now is definitely one of them. Okay, so let's chat about what I'm doing to safeguard myself and my content from this happening in the future, because that is a genuine concern, right? If you listened to my episode last week, you'll know that my account was disabled suddenly and without explanation and with basically no follow-up, despite all of my efforts. And I know that I'm not the only one. Once I started researching and looking into this, I realized quite quickly that I was not alone in this experience. So what, if anything, can you do to try and make sure this doesn't happen to you? That is the million dollar question. Realistically, and I wish I could say something different here, I so wish I could. I just don't think there's any guarantee that it won't happen no matter what you do. Dot all your I's, cross all your T's, follow all their rules and it still might happen. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to it, and their review process is flawed at best. So I won't sugarcoat it for you. There just is no guarantee. Instagram hold all the power here. Like we talked about in the episode last week, this is why you don't want to put all your eggs in the Instagram basket. You need to diversify your marketing. If there is one lesson to take out of this whole experience, it is that. Do not put all of your eggs in the Instagram basket. Now, in saying that, there are some things that I am doing that will hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, reduce the risk and also safeguard my content. The first is that I'm making it a regular habit to download my Instagram data. One of the worst things about losing my Instagram account was not just losing access to one of my major marketing platforms or all of the connections and contacts and messages in there, but it was also losing all of that history of my business, over seven years of content that documented the development and evolution of my business journey, all gone in an instant. If I could get one thing back, it would be that call me sentimental, but that shit matters to me. And I still feel sad that I've lost all of that history. So I'm making sure it doesn't happen to me on this account by downloading my data and my information and doing it regularly. Now I went through and did this process this afternoon before recording this episode. So it's fresh in my mind. The easiest thing to do is to Google how to download my information from Instagram and follow their instructions. You will then have the option to download absolutely everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything, posts, comments, likes, messages, contacts, history, everything. Or you can go through and select individually what you want to download. 
Now, it can take a little while for the process to happen, but it happens in the background. And Instagram will then send you a link with all the information and data you've requested, or you can get it sent straight to Google Drive, which is what I did. So it all happened in the background. And then I just got a notification saying, this process has been completed. I went into my Google Drive and it was all there. Now, I've only just started doing this myself, but it's something that I'm going to do at least every three to six months. So I've got that data. Hopefully, I don't lose this account too. I think that would be pretty unlikely, unlucky at the very least. But in the hopefully unlikely case that it does ever happen to me again, I won't lose everything this time. If you're ready to level up your content game in 2024 so that you can call in a bigger audience, sell out your group programs and scale your spiritual business, then listen in because I've created a new free two-day challenge where I'll be teaching you the practical strategies to up your content game this year. I'll be sharing exactly what's working in content right now to help you stand out and sell out. No more winging your content strategy or wasting your time on the things that don't really matter. Join me for this free two-day challenge on the 20th and 21st of February, 2024, and walk away with a clear and simplified content strategy that supports you to get more clients into your group programs and make more money than ever before. Head on over to betcazillo.com forward slash challenge to sign up. I can't wait to connect with you and teach you everything I know about creating content for scale. The second thing I'm doing is that I'm paying for meta verification. So if you look at my account, you'll see that little blue tick next to my name. In Australia, it costs around $25 a month. What I want to share with you firstly here is what Meta say the benefits of paying for Meta verification are, and then I'll share with you my perspective. So what Meta say the benefits are, number one, the verified badge, which lets people know it's the real you. Number two, increased visibility. As a Meta verified subscriber, your content may be seen by more people. Note the may. Number three, account protection, active impersonation monitoring for accounts. Number four, customer support, support from a real person. And with Instagram, that's saying something. Number five, exclusive stickers, which I think is a really weird inclusion, but there it is, access to exclusive stickers just for meta-verified users. And number six, access to trial features. Now, I want to speak to a couple of these specifically from my perspective. Firstly, I think increased visibility is a bit of a carrot that Meta have dangled to make the Meta verification seem juicier. They're pretty vague and non-committal about how much it'll actually increase your visibility. And from what I've experienced myself and from what I've read of other people's experiences, I don't think it has much of an impact at all. So I would take that one with a grain of salt. What I do think is valuable here, particularly for spiritual business owners and especially anyone who is a psychic or tarot card reader, is the account protection against impersonation, the verified badge so people know it's the real you, and access to support from a real person. We know that fake accounts and scams have been a real issue in the industry, so greater protection against that is a definite benefit. And let's chat about the customer support specifically for a minute, because in stark contrast to the support I had while I was trying to get my old account back, 
the support you can get via Meta Verified inside your Instagram account is wild. I actually used it this afternoon to sort out a totally unrelated Instagram tech issue that I was having, which I've gratefully resolved now. And I was in a chat with a real person within minutes and they were actually helpful. So that is a huge, huge benefit in my book. Now, despite all that, the question still remains as to whether it does provide any protection at all against having your account disabled or at least any benefits in that space. And the fact is, I just don't know. Maybe not. But the customer support alone gives me hope that it would be easier to follow up and actually speak to someone who could help and give you some clear next steps. Hopefully it's not needed, but if it is, Hopefully this makes it easier. So that's what I'm doing to safeguard my account and my content moving forward. It's not perfect. I know nothing for sure. The inner workings of Instagram remain a mystery, but my hope is that it gives you some insight into what I'm doing and why I'm doing it so you can reflect on what that might look like for you. Okay, finally, let's dive into the real juicy stuff how I'm approaching content in 2024 as a result of losing my Instagram account last year. Something I've touched on already is the feedback I've had that my personal lifestyle content was something that people were really connecting with on my new account. That, combined with this real desire I've had for a little while now to freshen things up, inject some more energy into my content and get a bit more personal and vulnerable and authentic – That's led to what has felt like a real up level in my content strategy this year. So getting more personal, more authentic, more real, raw and vulnerable, that is the 2024 vibe. And it's not that I wasn't doing that already, but I feel like it's a real deepening into that. My word of 2024 is power. So I've really been leaning into how I can be more brave with what I'm sharing in my content. And I've just seen this as a real opportunity to rethink some of my content more broadly. For example, this year, I've given my weekly email a bit of a revamp. It had been a long time coming. I've been sharing a weekly email highlighting the latest podcast episode for years now, ever since I launched the podcast in 2021. And while I wanted to keep that element, I also wanted to give it an update and make it a little more personal. So now each week, if you're subscribed to my email list, you'll get a personal note from me at the top that I don't share anywhere else, a preview of the weekly podcast episode as per usual, plus a rundown of what's happening in the business right now and links to any relevant resources or past episodes or other fun things that I want to share. And I have been loving creating these weekly emails. Now, of course, the podcast has always been the most personal, real, raw, behind the scenes version of me. And it is still my favorite platform to create content for. Don't get me wrong. But it's nice to bring that to my email list now, too. When it comes to Instagram itself, when I made the decision to transition my personal account, that also came with the decision to continue sharing personal lifestyle content in addition to business content and just inject more of my personality into my content across the board. What the whole Instagram saga helped me realize 
was how I had still been holding back on sharing my personality within the business. When I had the two different accounts, I would show up on my business account differently to how I would show up on my personal one. And it's hard to put into words or describe exactly what that looked like, but it was really just an energy. It was in the way that I was showing up differently on the different accounts. It was only subtle, but it still felt different. So it's been fun to play with what that looks like now that they're essentially combined. It's both my business account and my personal one. So what does that look like? It's something that I'm excited to explore more this year. So watch this space. Now, when it comes to my overall content strategy, I've got my podcast, my email list, and of course, social media, both Facebook and Instagram. There's only one of these that I haven't yet touched on, and that's Facebook. Facebook hasn't been a big focus for me over the last few years, particularly after I put my Facebook group on pause at the end of 2022. But when I lost my Instagram account last year, suddenly Facebook was looking pretty good. So I've recently spent a bit more time hanging out over there and it has sparked something within me. So much so that after 14 months, I've decided to reopen my Facebook group to host my upcoming free two-day challenge content for scale, which I am just so, so excited about for many reasons. It's been a little while since I've run a multi-day challenge like this, so it feels fun to be back teaching in this way. But I also just know how epic Facebook groups are for experiences like challenges. They are the perfect environment to create that buzz and excitement you want in a challenge and to deliver the content and engage with everyone inside. I am just super excited for it. Let me take this opportunity to share a bit more about this experience with you because I would love for you to join me. As I said, it's a two-day challenge. It's called Content for Scale. It's all going down inside my Facebook group on the 20th and 21st of February. It's for you if you know you need to level up your content this year so that you can call in a bigger audience and sell out your group programs. Over two days, I'll be teaching you the practical content strategies that are delivering real results right now so that you can stand out and scale your spiritual business. It's completely free. So if you want to join me, which I would love you to do, head on over to betcazillo.com forward slash challenge to sign up. Now I'm not 100% certain whether I'll keep the Facebook group open afterwards, full transparency here, but I do know that it's going to be an epic training and I would love to see you there. So make sure you sign up, join me. I can't wait. And that's how I'm approaching content in 2024 after losing my Instagram account last year. I'd say it's had a pretty profound impact on my approach to content. It feels like that from my perspective anyway. It definitely feels like there's been a big shift. When I reflect back on the whole experience, the whole Instagram saga, it really presented an opportunity for me to look at how I was approaching my content, not just on socials and Instagram specifically, but across the board. And I'm excited to continue exploring what it means to show up and share more authentically this year, to share more personal lifestyle content mixed in with the business. It feels fun and new, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing where it takes me. I would love for you to come along for the ride if you're not already. Let's connect on Instagram. 
My new account, as I've said, is Beck underscore Cazillo. Come and say hi. Let me know what you got out of this episode. Let's connect. Let's have a chat. I love chatting in DMs. So please jump in there. Don't be shy. And join me, of course, for Content for Scale, the free two-day challenge. It's a topic that I'm feeling really fired up about right now, if you can't tell. And I'm so, so excited to share this with you. Thank you, as always, for listening in today. My intention for this episode and this two-part series was to really bring you behind the scenes of this whole experience, to share the lessons that came out of it specifically, to give you an insight into my content strategy this year, and also share how I navigate sticky situations like this and make decisions and alchemize it into gold. Because ultimately, while I am still very sad in many ways that I've lost that account, there has been so much gold that's emerged as a result. And in my experience, that's often what happens when you can move through any challenging experience. The learnings, the opportunities that emerge on the other side, they are golden. So I hope that this series has been supportive for you, that it's been interesting, that it's given you potentially some food for thought, some strategies to think about for yourself. If you've enjoyed it and you want more behind the scenes content like this, please come and let me know. My DMs are always open for topic suggestions or questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast. Slide on in and let me know. Your feedback is so, so helpful. For now, that's me signing off. I hope you have a beautiful day and week and I'll see you next time on the Feminine Fire podcast. Podcast.